This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Episode 7 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, coming to you from the great state of Texas. The temperatures are rising, it's getting warmer outside, that means all of the wildlife in nature are starting to wake up. It is extremely important, depending on whatever your outdoor adventure is, whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, if you're in the area where these wildlife predators roam, it is so important to be aware of your surroundings. Do your research and learn about the areas where you're going and what wildlife predators are living there as well. You need to know if you are in bear country, whether it's black bear country, brown bear country, or both. Are mountain lions living where you're planning to hike or hunt or camp? Or are you going to be walking along a path through a marsh where alligators may be laying out and basking in the sun? May 1st was the first day that shed antler hunters could go into the backcountry to collect antlers from elk deer, and moose dropped over winter. A lot of these collectors make art with the antlers. They may make antler chandeliers. They may sell antlers, or they may just be collecting them for fun. A 41-year-old man from Cody, Wyoming, was injured by a grizzly bear just east of Yellowstone National Park in northwest Wyoming. He suffered severe neck injuries and was flown to Billings, Montana after the attack. He is currently in stable condition and alert. The Wyoming Game and Fish Department officials are investigating this attack. Encounters like this are oftentimes very common this time of year when people are living in bear country. The extent that an individual is willing to go to protect themselves from a large predator is an extremely personal decision. At the extremes, there are individuals that believe that nature should take its course 
and they leave fate to nature. They are unwilling to harm any animal. On the other extreme, there are those who go into the woods just looking for a fight and they're armed to the teeth. These extreme individuals either end up dead or in court defending their actions. It is the individuals in the middle who respect nature enough to do everything possible to not only enjoy the wilderness without impacting it, but they're also making sure that they can live to enjoy it another day. The best defense for dealing with large wildlife predators is to become educated about their habits, habitats, and their biology. Along with knowledge, common sense is a must. All of the safety equipment available to an individual is useless if the person entering the predator's world does not have any common sense. Actively practicing good, sound techniques to prevent encounters with black bears or brown bears, which include grizzly and kodiaks, can circumvent the need for more extreme measures. Once an individual has become familiar with the habits, habitats, and biology of black and brown bears in the area in which they will be entering, but an encounter occurs anyway, there is other equipment that can be utilized to ensure their safety. One of the most important safe devices hunters and outdoor enthusiasts can take with them to the field is bear spray. Bear spray is an effective tool when used in conjunction with proper bear avoidance safety techniques. Bear spray is not a substitute for following proper bear avoidance safety techniques. For example, you never approach, attempt to follow, or interact with, or feed a bear, especially a sow with her cubs. Bear spray is a chemical agent derived from various hot peppers, such as chili peppers, and it is very effective on any animal that has tear ducts. It is the best non-lethal means of deterring an attack initiated by certain large predators. This includes mammals such as black bears, brown bears, mountain lions, and wolves. Chemical sprays are not effective against reptiles such as alligators or snakes. Alaska is home to most of the brown bears in North America. Wyoming is home to most of the grizzly bears in the lower 48 states, followed by Montana. The number of grizzly bears has increased in Wyoming and Montana to the point where delisting them from the federal threatened list is being fought in the courts between the states sportsmen's groups, and environmentalists. With the increased number comes the increased encounters between grizzly bears and humans with disastrous results for both. Wyoming Game and Fish deals with numerous nuisance bear calls a year. These include bears in towns, livestock kills, human encounters, or other bear problems. These encounters include fatal and non-fatal maulings. Brian DeBolt is the Large Carnivore Conflict Coordinator for the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. DeBolt has investigated hundreds of nuisance bear calls, including many human fatalities. There is no wavering in his position when it comes to how dangerous bears are. DeBolt is an adamant that if you are entering bear country, especially grizzly bear country, to engage in hunting, carry two forms of protection bear spray, and a firearm. 
He states that bear spray should be the first and primary line of defense. A firearm, specifically a handgun, should be the secondary line of defense. When asked what caliber, DeBolt stated that a 44 Magnum should be the minimum caliber for protection against a grizzly bear. Since black bears, brown bears, mountain lions, and wolves can often inhabit the same environment, bear spray is a very useful tool. It is very important to have the proper pepper spray for deterring black and brown bears. The Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, regulates bear spray pursuant to an act of Congress. Look for the EPA registration and establishment numbers, usually found at the bottom of the front label. Only bear sprays will have this information. Also, bear spray labels will clearly refer to bears and state it is a bear deterrent, bear repellent, or will stop a charging or an attacking bear. The EPA also requires that any chemical spray marketed to deter an attacking bear must be clearly marked as bear spray so that it is not confused with any other chemical sprays. Any chemical agent that will work against a brown bear will also work against other large predators that pose a threat to human life. Bear spray must not be confused with mace or pepper spray for personal protection. Although both bear sprays and personal defense sprays are derived oleoresin capsicum. Although both types of sprays are made from oleoresin capsicum, it is the capsaicin and related capsaicinoids that are the active ingredients in bear spray. Therefore, if you see claims on a large can that states 10%, 20%, or 30% oleoresin capsicum, it is pepper spray or personal defense spray. This is not bear spray. Currently, the EPA requires that the concentration of capsaicin and related capsaicinoids range between 1 and 2%. The variance in potency within this range is negligible and all will affect the nose, eyes, and throat and lungs of a bear. Bear spray with the proper concentration of capsaicin and related capsaicinoids is effective in deterring an attack from a brown bear and other large predatory mammals by severely irritating the eyes, nose, throat, and lungs of the attacker. For reference, capsaicin is 70 times hotter than black pepper and 1,000 times hotter than ginger. The effects of the spray will not permanently incapacitate the animal and the effects will eventually wear off. Approved bear spray should be able to spray at least 25 feet minimum to create a safe barrier between the person and the bear. The distance gives the spray a chance to affect their eyes, nose, throat, and lungs of the bear. The canister should hold enough spray to last for a minimum of six continuous seconds sprayed in a shotgun cloud pattern. The canister should be at least 7.9 ounces or 225 grams. DeBolt states that the proper use of bear spray should be to aim low and use short sweeping bursts. If a bear charges you from a distance, 
spray a two to three second burst in the direction of the bear, pointing the canister slightly downwards and spraying with a slight side to side motion. This distributes an expanding cloud of spray that the bear must pass through before it gets to you. Spray additional bursts if the bear continues toward you. Sometimes just the noise of the spray and the appearance of the spray cloud is enough to deter a bear from continuing its charge. Spray additional bursts if the bear makes additional charges. If you have a sudden close encounter with the bear, spray at the front of the bear because of the expanding cloud, you don't have time to take and try to aim carefully at his face or eyes. Continue spraying until the bear either breaks off its charge or is going to make contact. If a grizzly bear is going to make contact, drop to the ground and play dead and give the spray time to take effect. If it is a black bear, prepare to fight aggressively with any available weapon, including your fist, sticks, rocks, anything, until the spray has time to take effect. Bear spray has been shown to reduce the length and severity of maulings. While all of these standards and techniques are important, it's crucial to remember that bear spray is useless if it is not readily accessible. It is essential that bear spray be kept in a proper carrying case or holster, either on the belt, across the chest, or on the hip belt of a backpack. Very seldom will an individual have time to dig their bear spray out of their backpacks or day packs. This very important safety item, your bear spray, always needs to be accessible when in bear country. It is especially important to be within reach of you when you're in the cooking area, in your tent when you're asleep, and when you're handling and processing downed game after a hunt. Never use bear spray as a deterrent, such as spraying your tent or camping area to keep animals away. Or don't ever use bear spray to chase other animals away. Some wildlife experts believe that this might actually attract bears. The advantage of bear spray is that it is non-lethal to the animal. It is also lightweight and very portable. Studies have shown that in 90% of bear encounters where bear spray was used, the bear spray actually deterred the attack. In the remaining 10% of bear encounters where bear spray was used, the injuries were less severe to the individuals that survived. Carrying bear spray also lowers the risk of serious injury to the user or bystanders compared to other means of defense when faced with a bear attack. Lastly, it takes less skill to use bear spray than any other forms of defense such as firearms. There are disadvantages to bear spray and they can be numerous depending on environmental factors, biological factors of the bear, and aggressiveness of the bear. The effectiveness of bear spray can be extremely dependent upon weather conditions. Wind can blow the spray in the wrong direction or spread it and diffuse it before coming in contact with the bear. Wind can also create a more dangerous situation by blowing it back into the user's face, rendering him or her helpless and more at risk of death from the attack. Rain can dilute the spray in the air and wash it to the ground. Cold days can also make the spray heavy and fall to the ground without achieving its intended effect or before reaching the desired target. 
The aggressiveness of the bear can also affect the outcome of using bear spray on an attacking bear. Bears that are defending a fresh kill or their cubs become extremely aggressive. Oftentimes, the adrenaline rush can overcome the chemical agent in the spray. Also, just as in people, some bears are just not as affected by this spray. Other disadvantages include carrying expired bear spray. Always check the expiration date and make sure it's current when you're carrying a can of bear spray in the field. Another disadvantage is user error. This includes erratic spraying, spraying over the top of the bear, or the user is using too much agent on the first attack and not leaving enough for follow-up attacks. There is also the scenario of multiple bears. Multiple bears, such as a sow and her two sub-adult cubs, are attacking from different directions. This could lead to a situation that the user is left with an empty can of bear spray and too many bears. No deterrent is 100% effective, but bear spray has demonstrated success in fending off charging and attacking bears and preventing or reducing injury to the person and animal involved. The proper use of bear spray may reduce human injuries caused by bears. Talking with many shop owners in bear country, they always hear customers say, do I really need to spend $50 for bear spray? And they all have the same answer. $50 is cheap insurance to save your life or the life of someone you care about. Stay bear aware and stay safe in the woods where bears roam. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.